Hi, Rodney Jane here. Be safe these holidays with Bob Jane T-Mart's great getaway deals. Buy three, get the fourth tyre free on selected Bridgestone, Yokohama, Dunlop and J-Tracks. Up to $100 instant cash back on a range of Michelin, Continental, Goodyear, Bob Jane Zenon and Moto Sport X. Alloy wheels from only $125 and tyres from just $69, all with our best tyre price guarantee. We'll look after you. Test and apply. This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news thanks to Race Fuels. From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need it. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Coming up, Voice of Sport reveals why supercars doesn't get the coverage it deserves. Gen 3 Peace, Camaro and Mustang parity finally locked in. Dirt Devils, previewing Sprint Car Spectacular. And Mini Murph, Greg's kid, lands in Oz. All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. Hi there, race fans. Gen 3 Peace has been declared. Final testing of the Chevrolet Camaro and Ford Mustang prototypes has wrapped up at Queensland Raceway and agreement on parity is due this week. A late homologation row between Ford and supercars sparked the last-minute trials at QR. But we now understand Ford's concerns over throttle mapping and aero balance have been assuaged. There'll be no changes to the rear wing configuration with the VCAT aero test data confirmed. Now, that means a further mini VCAT straight-line comparison won't be required. Ford and supercars have agreed to remain silent until all calibration and verification checks are finalised. Meanwhile, although part supply remains an issue, the first Gen 3 tests by the teams are still scheduled to go ahead starting next week. They're planned for QR on January 30th and Winton on February 1st, and then again at Winton on February 7 and QR on February 9. However, the southern teams are struggling to be ready. Not all will make it to the first or even second Witten test, and certainly not with all their new cars. The Melbourne and Albury-based teams have booked Winton on February 13 and 14 as a backup that will almost definitely be used. It's understood the four southeast Queensland squads are good to go for the scheduled QR tests. Parked Up Plus can confirm the gala season launch of the Repco Supercars Championship will be in Sydney on the evening of Monday, February 20, ahead of the final all-in pre-season test at Sydney Motorsport Park on Wednesday, February 22. DJR and BJR are in a race to unveil the first 2023 liveries. DJR, we understand, has targeted this Sunday... January 29, to reveal the war paint of the Shell V-Power Racing Mustangs. But BJR may go earlier with the new liveries of its Midi's Electrical and Pizza Hut-backed entries. Speedway takes centre stage this weekend with the Grand Annual Sprint Car Classic. It's notable for not only the world-class field of sprint cars, but an entry from a new team 
with very high-profile owners. Napa Auto Parts Hodges Motorsport is fielding Aussie World of Outlaws star James McFadden. The team is co-owned by TV sports producer Tim Hodges, AFL star Jack Rewalt, supercars turned IndyCar race Scott McLaughlin and leading sports commentator Jared Waitley. Now, Waitley is interesting because he's synonymous with calling Aussie rules footy, horse racing and Olympic Games, not motorsport. He's one of the heavy hitters of Australian sports commentators, especially well known in the southern states for co-hosting AFL 360 on Fox Sports and his morning sports show on SEN Radio. To many, he's the modern voice of sport in this country. So, why has Waitley invested in a Speedway team? And more importantly, as one of Australia's pre-eminent sportscasters, what's his view on why supercars just doesn't get more coverage in mainstream media? First, he explains his role in the all-star ownership of a sprint car team. If you're going to keep company, keep the best company, I think. So Tim Hodges and I have worked together for more than two decades. He's produced every night of AFL 360, it seems, since we went nightly in 2012. But prior to that, we worked together at Channel 10. As uh, I was a, a budding reporter and, and he was a, a young rookie. He used to uh, even work voluntarily uh, with me before we um, before we got him a job there, and then he's forged a a wonderful place in our in our footy media and in our sports media. And I do think, Mark, that one of the great blessings you can have in this industry is to find a long term producer who shares your beliefs and your style and your ambitions. And we've shared a, a hell of a lot together. His true passion for all that we've done is motor racing, and I've long known this. And he is my He's my guide whenever there's a, a motor racing story that um, I want to cover or I want to know more about. Um, Tim is my, he's my sounding board and he's my instructor on that. And that's how we got to know Scott McLaughlin as Tim and, and he forged a friendship, which then brought in Jack Revolt through our, our nights on AFL 360. And then I sort of tagged into that as well. So they've had some nice projects going and I've been on the periphery admiring what they've done. And then one night after we'd done 360, um, we were just packing up and Tim was working on his computer and I saw some imagery for Hodges Motorsport. And I thought, oh, that, that's curious and asked him about it. And the next night he gave me the full presentation that he'd put together and uh, it was it was beautiful actually is to grow up with your hometown race, having such a place in your heart. And this is true, whether it's horse racing or motor racing or bike racing is the, the Warnable uh, grand annual is the race that was closest to his heart growing up. And he'd put together a proposal to try to win the 50th running of it. And I said to him, I wanted in. And I, I don't think he thought that was necessarily a good idea. I don't think he could see me as a team owner, but I just said to him, shut up and take my money. I want in on this. I'm, I'm not having FOMO while you're all, uh, while you're all celebrating at the end of it. So no, it's been, um, it, it's been thrilling to watch him uh, in, in a real passion project, put this together with, with such knowledge uh, and, and diligence and really authority. And I'm, I'm so thrilled to be a part of it. According to Waitley, while the enterprise is a one-off for now, he thinks Tim Hodges has a big future 
as a motorsport team owner? I think for Tim, it was a, it's a one-off project to, to try to win this particular edition of the race. But he's, he's so good at it and what he's done and with all the connections that he's got and the building of the car, the recruiting of a driver, the implementation of international sponsorship that I can't imagine that he doesn't continue it on into the future. But that's speaking for him. I think for the for the time being, this was this is his passion project. He absolutely wants to win uh, this race at Warnable, and particularly given that such an iconic edition of it as the fiftieth, the fiftieth running, and a, the real sense of celebration. So that that's we've all committed to that part of it, and uh, I hope. Above all for him, I hope he's able to have a great experience. And if we're all lucky enough to win it, then we'll see from there. But I think he's he's been so good at this to watch him. And I know what I'm, I've sort of had the great privilege of watching successful people in sport. He's been so good at putting this together that I think he's got a, a great future on this front if he, if he can, chooses to continue with Hodges Motorsports. Jared Waitley covers a broad range of sports, but even he doesn't really put motorsport high on his agenda. Why is that? I asked him. So I think that the results of motorsport are really well covered. So I, I, I would defer to your day-to-day knowledge, but it seems to me that each Sunday of supercars, each round of the Formula One Grand Prix, and even the, the superbikes, that the the results get covered on the major nightly news services. You're right to point out the ratings for both supercars and Formula One are excellent and speaks to a, a significant and loyal following. So, and then I think the major stories do get coverage. So the Dan Ricardo's time in the Formula One, the, the tumult around last year, uh, the two seasons ago when it was coming down to that last race in Dubai, uh, the um, Scott McLaughlin's recruitment to IndyCars and the success that he has there. I think those major stories uh, do find a place in the mainstream conversation. And that's uh, that's certainly true in the, the rundowns of my show. Uh, and McLaughlin's been a, a great source of that, I think, a personality that everybody in sport knows, not just motorsport so you need sort of those crossover figures into the mainstream and then I guess the 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 nitty-gritty doesn't get covered in the same way that the footy codes do but in a way that's the blessing and the curse of the footy codes is that they have the saturation coverage of every small thing as a major debate and a major talking point and the the mood of the mood in Melbourne rises and falls on on some of those events so that's not quite the case with motorsport and I don't think it it doesn't have that Ford versus Holden that was there perhaps when we grew up. But I do think when we get to those main events like the Bathurst 1000 and, uh, and Sandown in our own town, and I, I feel like the drivers um, get the chance to, to be put forward so that we know who the, the half a dozen or, or 10 key participants in the sport are. So I, I think there is a representation in the mainstream, um, but maybe not to the maybe not in the depth that your knowledge would um, would like to see, given uh, how steeped in the sport you are. Waitley's prescription for more in-depth mainstream media coverage of supercars is well, actually, pretty simple. 
I think that those who are central to the sport have to spread the gospel. You have to actively do it. And I feel like you have to do it without any sense of resentment as well. There should be more people who are experts. Well, that that's not, that's not the role. It's to go and to convert. It's to go and uh, spread why this is interesting, why it matters and why on the weekend it's worth tuning into and caring about that result. So that's one part, the, the action. So all that, it does strike me that there's a, a lot that happens within a race meeting and within the major race on the weekend is where there are tensions. Those tensions um, should be explored. They shouldn't, we shouldn't pretend that they're not there as if they're, if they're rubbing doors and, and um, bumping bars is, is that, sh and it usually is played out in the pits. I, I'm not sure that there's a sport that has as good at access as motor racing does. And, and that's, that's so often reflected at the Logies, isn't it? Where the, the coverage of Bathurst is, is quite often acclaimed as the best sports coverage on TV of the year. And then it's making sure through the calendar that you land in the right places. So there, there are gaps in the sporting calendar. I think it's really hard to go head to head with the AFL and the NRL. Um, they are just so all encompassing across the winter that you have to be clever with your scheduling, there's some races which have to clash, but you really want your feature events, I think, to have the clean air where they can get the build up for four or five days in the lead up to, and then get the reflection in the aftermath of it. As if you if you land directly head to head with the major events in footy, you will be well down the pecking order. And there can be, I know some sports have a resentment about that, but that's just the way the modern sporting landscape operates. And I think that the sports that sit on those, on the tiers just underneath have a responsibility to identify it and to find the gaps rather than be resentful of the fact that the footy dominates all. So that's, that's a little bit how I think about it. I, I'm very interested in, in the key moments of motorsport and I, I have less of the narrative across six months i'm i'm much more likely to know the pinnacle moments rather than all the building blocks along the way and i suspect i'm i'm indicative of, of a lot of people what's more waitley fervently believes there should be much more to sports reporting than just afl or nrl i probably share that people get very myopic in sports media sometimes all we can see is afl that that's that doesn't do it for me is particularly living in melbourne if you're doing if you're doing afl 12 months of the year and obsessing your mind on that you're missing so much more i love the seasons i love the the interludes within a season so i'm a my my, my brief tends to run footy horse racing cricket Super Bowl and then back through uh, and then all the interludes that come along the way in Melbourne. So, yeah, it's, it, 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 those who have closed their minds to it, are they're missing something. And sometimes it, it might be the sport's job just to remind them from time to time, hey, th this is awesome. Don't miss this along the way. And the best way to share that is, is really through the participants themselves. I don't apologise for giving the thoughts of a non-motorsport media person so much prominence because he speaks eloquently and expertly to the supercars media crisis. What is at least the fourth most popular professional sport in Australia 
just doesn't attract the mainstream media interest its audience demands. Jared Waitley is interesting, authoritative, and he does his research. You'll hear the full interview, and it's a long one, in Grant Rowley's Parked Up on Thursday. I enjoyed the exchange with a consummate interviewer, and I think you will too. More after this short break. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuel to national and state-level motorsport. And its range of racing fuels includes the BP Supercars E85, which is available to grassroots races. For power and protection over pump fuel, Race Fuels imports the Elf Race 102, as used by Porsche Carrera Cup and the Touring Car Masters. More info on Race Fuels E85 and Elf Race 102 is available at racefuels.com. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. Welcome back. The 50th anniversary Grand Annual Sprint Car Classic at Premier Speedway this weekend will be a huge event. On car count, if not prestige, it's bigger than the famed Knoxville Nationals in the United States. Now, few know Aussie sprint car racing better than journalist and Warrnambool local Jeff Rounds. Much of the attention at Premier Speedway will be on the celebrity Napa Auto Parts team, but according to rounds, James McFadden is just one of many leading contenders. Yes, it's a very big thing for sprint car racing um, in Australia. Um, the deal with Napa that uh, Tim Hodges has put together with um, the names you mentioned and a star driver in James McFadden, um, it's certainly gripped a lot of uh, media attention, particularly particularly in Victoria and into um, um, a little part of other parts of Australia. Um, oh, this is a very good team. You know, this is uh, this is as good as you'll get. There's um, been no expense spared. Um, the word celebrity, as you called it, it's very interesting. In in Speedway, they are big names. Um, they're certainly big Melbourne slash Victorian names. Um, Tim obviously works on Fox Sports and the um, the show he's involved with, AFL 360, they've all come together there and it's going to be interesting, you know. Um, James, is, James has won the Classic before, um, so there's no reason why this team couldn't do it again, particularly with this, um, this you know, huge backing and the deal that's been put together. Well, if nothing else, you would expect that in the lead-up to the Classic, uh, their effort and the event itself is going to get a lot more coverage on mainstream media. It's had a lot of coverage. It, you know, to go into Melbourne papers, uh, knock out full pages, it's not, you know, made Jared Waitley's show. He tweets about it regularly. Scott McLaughlin's putting up regular posts at the moment on, online through the various social media channels. Um, Tim doesn't miss an opportunity either. He's very savvy with uh, the way this team's been promoted. James has been outstanding as well. Uh, I think that's the beauty with a driver like McFadden. He uh, he understands the modern take on um, promotion and PR. Um, he, he's so good with the crowd, particularly all all you know all ages of kids, um, and you know having these other guys on board from. Um, you know, the celebrity side, particularly of Melbourne and, you know, the AFL, to have a bit of a link, motorsport 
particularly Speedway with AFL, a small link, um, it's pretty extraordinary, I think. And it's had a lot of media, that's for sure. Um, and I think that'll continue in the, in the days leading up to the Classic. Rounds also thinks Ford supercar star Cam Waters, who's been honing his sprint car skills over the summer, will also be in the mix for a big result. On present form, Cam Waters should, I think, make the final night feature, uh, the 40 lap feature. Uh, it, it's been a big thing to have a V8 supercars driver in um, speedway and sprint car racing. He's come on so well this year again. Um, he's making features. He's very fast. Um, he's uh, got some, you know, pretty heavy backing, um, like he with his um, supercar team links. He's uh, very popular. You know, it, it's another way of uh, good um, coverage from the um, uh, media side, particularly, again, nationally with what Waters is doing. There's a lot of places picking up and watching what he's doing, obviously, you know. Um, his, uh, his rival in supercars, um, Shane Van Gisbergen, raced recently in a couple of shows in New Zealand in a sprint car, so... Who knows what may come of that into maybe next year's classic, but uh, he went okay over there too. So there's that little link there. Um, the Kostekis have been running in Queensland, which is, um, um, a, you know, another good thing for, for both sides that there's, there can be a link. So I think Cam, you know, will be um, challenging pretty hard, at least for that Sunday night final. Australian racing groups race Tasmania will continue for at least another two years and expand to two events. With reported backing from the Tasmanian government worth a million dollars, Race Tasmania will become an annual doubleheader in 2024 and 2025, with Hobart's Baskerville Raceway joining Launceston's Simmons Plains. Even on top of the Tasmanian government's support of the supercars round at Simmons Plains, the increased investment in motor racing pales into insignificance compared with the proposed Hobart Stadium for a Tassie AFL team. That's going to cost at least $170 million, with the island state authorities hoping Canberra will foot half the bill. For Tasmania Premier Jeremy Rockcliffe, certainly has grand ambitions. Look, uh, having been at a number of uh, events here at Simmons Plains, uh, I can only appreciate the enthusiasm for uh, motorsport. Uh, thousands of people uh, in uh, various team jumpers, I'll, I'll call it that way, which is great uh, to see. A bit of uh, tribal uh, warfare, if you like, uh, and rivalry uh, from spectators, which is uh, also uh, fantastic. But these are events uh, that put Tasmania on the map. Uh, we want to lead the nation when it comes to bringing events to uh, Tasmania. Uh, we want to be known as the event capital uh, of Australia. And investments such as this are relatively small investment when you consider the economic benefits that can flow on from bringing thousands of people uh, to Tasmania. Uh, motorsport enthusiasts, of course, uh, Participants, uh, spectators, they all stay in accommodation. They support local businesses, accommodation venues, hospitality. Uh, these are great events for Tasmania. And this is why Tasmania and Tasmanian government is getting behind Race Tasmania 
and uh, I'm sure uh, participants and spectators alike uh, will welcome uh, that ongoing investment and really securing uh, Race Tasmania, which is fantastic. ARG is essentially owned by Gary and Barry Rogers, who have extensive interests in Tasmania. And according to Barry Rogers, Race Tasmania will become a destination event for motor racing fans. Our, our aim with Race Tasmania was to bring people down to Tasmania in summertime and in Australia, in this time of year, seriously, there is no better place in the country to be than in Tasmania. Uh, from 2024-25 onwards, that extension allows us to go back to Baskerville and Simmons Plains. It, it gets people down here for, for a week, a real you know, fanfare of motorsport over a week. They stay in the accommodation and spend money at the restaurants, and that's what it's all about. The, the racing we bring to the track, four high-level national motorsport categories. The best show in Australia, seriously, is you won't see more national categories of racing than what you'll see at Race Tasmania. And, you know, we're really, really pleased to be back here for 24-25. I'd like to thank Events Tasmania, Discover Tasmania, and I'd say to everyone, come to Tasmania for holiday. Great place. This year's Race Tasmania at Simmons Plains from February 24 to 26 will feature the opening rounds of the TCR Australia Series and the S5000 Australian Drivers' Championship. Back after this important message. The Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast is all in the name. It's all motorsport. Focused on those who make significant contributions to the sport we love. Correct. Some people might only see a dozen motor racing events each year, but the truth is that our sport never stops. Almost every weekend there's a car race going on somewhere. And Gaz, you're at most of them. Ah, yes, and if I'm not there, you certainly are. And you'll hear from us on the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast every fortnight. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. And we're on the run to the chequered flag. Over the weekend, the Castrol Toyota Racing Series continued in New Zealand and the World Rally Championship started. As well, there was qualifying for the Daytona 24 Hours Sports Car Classic. Here with his roundup of the weekend's racing is Grant Rowley, thanks to our partner, Bob Jane Tima. The second round of the Castrol Toyota Formula Regional Oceana Championships at Teratonga Park has seen two main title contenders emerge, with the fight for the crown looking set to be fought between an Austrian and a local. Charlie Wirtz, son of former Grand Prix driver Alex, claimed two race wins, while New Zealand fast man Callum Hedge scored a brilliant win in race two. Wirtz and Hedge shared the poles for races one and three, but Wurtz's supreme ability to launch the car off the line meant that he was able to take both of those wins. The reverse top eight race two was held in wet conditions and Hedge showed his slippery skills to slice from seventh to first. Wurtz leads the title, 25 points clear of Hedge, with American Jacob Abel in third. Australians Ryder Quinn and Tom McLennan sit fourth and 11th respectively. The next round of the title will be held at Manfield near Palmerston North this week. The traditional season opening WRC event in Monte Carlo saw Toyota's Sebastian Auger take a record ninth victory in the rally. Reigning world champion Calais Rovenpera was 8.8 seconds in arrears, with Hyundai driver Sierra Neville in third. The build up to the Daytona 24 hour began last week with the raw before the 24, consisting of tests and qualifying ahead of the main event in a week's time. Acura's Tom Blomquist took the first pole position of the IMSA's GTP era to defeat Felipe Nasser in his Penske Porsche. And Aussie Matt Campbell will be one of the co-drivers in that entry. 
Acura's second entry was third from the two Cadillacs as BMW rounded out the GTP entries in seventh and eighth, respectively. Hello Aussies, Cameron Shields and Josh Burden are competing in LMP3, with each starting inside the top five in their class. Ryan Briscoe will start the GTD class in sixth for Acura, while IndyCar race Scott McLaughlin will start well back in the LMP2 entry following a crash for amateur co-driver John Farano. That's the latest news from around the world with thanks to our friends at Bob Jane T-Marts. I'm Grant Rowley reporting for Parked Up Plus. This coming weekend, TRS moves to the North Island of New Zealand for round three at Manfield. The Daytona 24 Hours will see Aussie Matt Campbell, a contender with Penske Porsche, as Kiwis Earl Bamba and Scott Dixon lead Cadillac's assault. Scott McLaughlin will be vying for LMP2 honours, while US-based Aussie Kenny Habul is going for GT honours without Will Power, who's had to pull out because his wife is recovering from major surgery. Formula E is at Riyadh in Saudi Arabia, and you'll see that live on Stan Sport. And the race of champions will be staged in the snow and ice of northern Sweden. In the Nations Cup battle, Formula One stars Sebastian Vettel and Mick Schumacher represent Germany, with Mika Hakkinen and Valtteri Bottas flying the Finnish flag. No Aussie team this year. Finally, stand by for Mini Murph. Kiwi legend Greg's 21-year-old son, Ronan, will this year begin his bid to make it to supercars, joining renowned junior development squad Sonic in the Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge. Ronan Murphy says he wants to succeed out of the shadow of his famous father. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I certainly respect um, everything Dad's done um, in his time in Australia. Um, he uh, obviously had had a half decent run at things but um no for sure you know i i'm here to i'm i'm here to do my own thing and um you know just do the best i can with what i have and the, the people around me and the support i've got and um yeah you know see how far it takes me and um yeah just give it 110 percent take every opportunity and hopefully um hopefully we'll come out of it successful in the end we'll watch the young murfters progress with a lot of interest well that's it for now back next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley on Thursday, featuring the full interview with leading sportscaster, Jared Waitley. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another Network R production.